This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast with Chef Mary Mamaliti. When we talk about nutrition, we have to stop thinking about removing so much, but more about adding the good stuff. If you're more patient and accept cleansing as the beginning of a new lifestyle, it's so much more manageable. That's Kelly Carter. She's a holistic nutritionist and online nutrition coach. Today, she's going to help us navigate the world of diets and detoxing and all the buzzwords people like to latch on to. This is Kitchen Confession, and I'm Mary Mamaliti. Hey, Kelly. Thank you for being here. You're so welcome. So before we go any further, why don't uh, what I'd like to do is have you talk a little more about yourself and just give us a little more about Kelly and what you do and how you do it. Well, it was actually... I was watching this documentary. It's actually on Netflix now. It's called Hungry for Change. And I I want everyone in the world to watch this documentary because it's so life-changing. And the people who were speaking in this documentary about health and about how food changed their lives, I was like, that's what I want to be. How do I be that? So um, I went to the Institute of Holistic Nutrition and that's really where my passion started like thriving. Uh, and I graduated oh my gosh, it's a couple years ago now. And I've just been, I've been so lucky with what I've been able to do as a nutritionist. I've been working in the clinical set, uh, setting. I've been able to write articles. I've been um, doing a ton of talks on really how food is so important to your health. And um, I'm just, I'm so lucky that every single day I get to wake up and do what I love. Now we're going to play a quick, quick game. It's called This or That. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You ready? Absolutely. All right. Popcorn or chips? Popcorn. Android or iOS? iOS. Books or ebooks? Books. TV or movies? TV. Pool or beach? Beach. Salty or sweet? Sweet. Orange or apple? Apple. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Berries or grapes? Berries. All right, we're going to go truth or dare, last one. Dare. <laughs> yes, right? Because no one can Always. handle the truth. Uh, <laughs> I read, if I'm not mistaken, on your Instagram bio that you have you eat a plant-based diet. I try to, I eat as plant-based as possible, absolutely. I haven't been able to go completely like 100%, no chicken, no eggs, but... Mm-hmm. Honestly, now 80% of my diet, I thrive on like fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, beans, legumes, that sort of thing. As a nutritionist, because I do a lot of coaching, I try to do um, a specific diet at least once so I'm able to coach properly. I've done paleo for a couple of weeks. I've done like vegetarian is very easy. So I've done, I've done that. I do that like mm-hmm. weeks on every other week almost. I've um, been completely plant-based just for a couple of weeks though. It was very challenging to me. Um, one thing that I haven't been and that's really popular right now is the keto. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever actually go standard keto diet. Um, you know, and that's but, the thing. There, there are so many of them out there. Yes, there are. There are so many. I mean, and all you're hearing about keto diet, you know, um, there's the GI diet glycemic index, you know, gluten-free, plant-based, uh, raw foods, something called the warrior diet. Yes. <laughs> and it's just every time like a new study comes out, it just seems like the masses kind of flock to it. It's almost like they flock to it like kids, uh, you know, like at a Timbit soccer game, 
you know, where the kids are just running after the ball. Everyone's going to the, where the ball is. Yeah, because if everyone's doing it, it just seems like, well, no one wants to be left out almost. Right. So, I mean, how can you discern between, you know, a fad diet and something that you might actually need or you should be following? So what I found with most, and I hate actually using the word diet because the actual definition of diet is what a species is supposed to eat to thrive in life. But the way that someone sees it is something extremely restrictive and something where someone's probably not going to feel great, but you're going to lose weight. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the connection that the word diet has now. And um, I mean, the one thing that I, the one common thing about all the diets that I've researched and done myself is a lot of the time it's, going back to just eating properly or not eating properly, eating real foods. So when you look at say paleo diet, that's the one thing it cuts out is like grains, beans. Uh, I think it cut out, cuts out dairy. Um, but you have to really focus on eating your meats, your vegetables, your fruit. Um, same with the keto. The keto is a little bit more extreme. You're really focusing on fats, proteins, and vegetables. That's it. Vegetarian or more plant-based It's again, you're cutting out meats, but at the end of the day, I like all these fad diets are just removing like an essential part, um, either your fats or your proteins or your carbs. And that's where it starts getting unhealthy. So going back to the keto right now, there's this bulletproof coffee. Yes. <laughs> I talk about this a lot because there are people who swear by this. There are people who just, they, they follow it. They do it. They love it. And there are others like myself. I'm a skeptic. I can't wrap my head around putting butter in my coffee. Now again, it's grass fed and the whole bit. I get that. But putting butter in my coffee, I just don't get it. Yeah. Do you know why though? Do you know why the the bullet coffee is so effective, especially for people who are doing intermittent fasting while on keto? It's basically you're drinking a ton of fat and fat is the one thing that your body actually craves. Every single cell in your body is made up of two things structurally wise, proteins and fats. And so what happens when you consume fat is that your one, your cells are going to use it no problem, but two, it takes the longest, it's the macronutrients. So between carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, it takes the longest to digest and it balances your blood sugar levels. So you don't get a crash. So that's why it, if you drink a bowl of coffee, you're probably not going to be hungry for like two to four hours, depending on how good your metabolism is. Okay. Because fat takes so long to digest. The way I like to describe it to some of my clients is if your body burns a fat molecule, it might burn for say an hour with a carbohydrate molecule, it'll burn for a minute. And then your body has to get another carbohydrate and it'll burn for another minute. And it just has to keep going, keep going, keep going. Whereas your fats are burning so slowly that you don't have to, your body doesn't have to keep like becoming hungry for more food. But how does that impact your cholesterol? So someone who's getting older, you want to look at that cholesterol, right? Yeah, honestly, it's it's funny that you mentioned cholesterol. There's a lot of studies that show um, cholesterol doesn't really, uh, like when you have high cholesterol, it doesn't really have to do with your food intake, surprisingly. Oh. Remember how I said that every cell is made up of like two things, proteins and fats? Mm-hmm. So the fats in your cells are, the, it's like little cholesterol molecules. A lot of the time when people's cholesterol is high, it's because they're very stressed. It's almost like some sort of reaction that the cholesterol goes into your body to help you to maintain your stress. And stress is one of those things that a lot of people suffer from. And most people that I deal with, they say their stress level is 
from moderately high to extremely high. And so what happens is the fats are actually coming from your cells into your bloodstream and that's why your cholesterol high, levels high. Because the funny thing is I've been doing a lot of research on the keto diet being mm. the high fat diet and keto diets or fat fuel diets have been shown to lower cholesterol levels. And that shocks people. Wow. I know it's so crazy. And I have to do a lot more research. Um, I actually have this one really, really good book. And if anyone is looking into doing keto, I would suggest this book. It's by, um, I think it's, her name is Kate Vogel. And it's called the keto, uh, the keto diet. Mm -hmm. You can get it at Costco right now. Um, but she calls it the fat fuel diet. And um, I've been doing a lot of research, research through her. And yeah, she says that the, your cholesterol levels go down. Your, um, your, there's good fats and bad fats. The good fats go up, the bad fats go down. Like it's crazy what properly fueling your body with fat does for you. Now putting butter in coffee, like sometimes, we'll, actually like I would never do that. That just kind of scares me. And so what I do is I put um, coconut butter in instead or cocoa butter, even better. It puts like a little bit of a chocolate taste to it. Uh, and it, it, I mean, it tastes better, but it does the exact same thing. But do you get that film of like that oil slick on top of your coffee? Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess it's an acquired taste at some point, but um, the one thing I do appreciate about this whole keto movement is people understanding that fats are good for you. Mm -hmm. Except fat, maybe not so much, but fats in general, because um, between the, what, the 70s and 80s, it was the no fat revelation. That's right. Which is literally the reason probably why I have a job right now, because it messed everyone up. But have you ever made it, your own coffee? Or have you gone to uh, get it at some sort of cafe? I've done both. Done both? So I've made my own. It's just, I mean, I like going to get my things. I like going out, but sometimes I like having control of what I'm putting into it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've done it myself and I've tried it a couple of times. You know what it is? I'm a coffee lover. I'm a purist when it comes to coffee. <laughs> so anything that, that shouldn't be in there, that's not normally in my coffee, I have a hard time with it because I see that oil slick and then I'm getting like that instead of a coffee mustache on my upper lip, I'm getting that, <laughs> you know, oil slick on the top of my lip. Um, mind you, my lips were nice and, uh, soft after, but <laughs> well, how did, but, like, how did it make you feel after drinking it? That's the whole thing. I didn't really notice a difference. Okay. And you know, what? um, the one thing that I love about like, like all of these diets is that people need to accept that everyone is different and there is not one diet that's good for you. Mm -hmm. If you were able to process that, um, that bullet coffee within, I don't know, if you were hungry when you would be hungry again, then you probably have a really good digest, uh, metabolism and a keto diet might not be optimal for you. And that's the other thing I learned about this bulletproof coffee is that it's actually a meal supplement. Okay. So that would yeah. be your yeah. breakfast type thing. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying about like a lot of people who do intermittent fasting, which is eating within only six, eight hours, then people start their day off with the coffee and then have their first meal at say 12 or one. So yes, I understand that. Um, but is, are you saying that's something that really you couldn't do? I, no, I could do it. No problem. I can't do it because I don't like the taste of it. Okay. Yes. It's definitely an acquired taste. Definitely. It definitely is. But to drink my breakfast. Oh, I do it all the time. Oh, are you <laughs> that's with smoothies yeah. though. Smoothies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? One of the things I love to do is put a, a tablespoon of coconut oil in my smoothie. I'm a fan of that. Yes. No oil mustache there. No, no. Rapid fire. Name five foods you keep in your fridge at all times. Okay. 
baby spinach, apple, hot sauce, um, carrots, and pineapple. What's the weirdest dish you've made? Weirdest dish. Oh, um, butter chicken with shrimp. It was very, very interesting. <laughs> Definitely interesting. What's your favorite kitchen gadget? Uh, my food processor absolutely cannot live without it. Uh, ingredient you're most afraid of? Potatoes, because I don't know how to cook them. <laughs> I know it sounds so crazy, but I don't eat potatoes. And every time I cook it for like a family meal or something, I always seem to mess it up. So it scares me so much. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, your favorite meal? My favorite meal. Uh, you know what? Eggplant Parmesan. One of my favorite meals. Oh, that is good. Good choice. Uh, okay, so Justin Timberlake brought sexy back. What would you bring back? <laughs> I would bring nothing back because I like where we are right now in our culture. And I was not a fan of the 80s or 90s or early 2000s. So it's going to be the weirdest answer you'll ever get, but I'm not bringing it back. <laughs> I'm Mary Mammoliti, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Kelly Carter. We're talking about, you know, fad diets and words and buzzwords it's it's just I'm, I'm detoxing i'm cleansing lemon water cucumber slices what does all this mean how are these toxins actually handled within the body so basically through the diets that we eat and the products that we use a lot of the time our bodies can't actually digest assimilate and remove um, these toxins just by the process of elimination so what our bodies need to do is we need to actually, we need to increase the amount of fiber we're having, the amount of water um, in order to actually kind of remove these, they drag these toxins out of our system. So like a few really good detox foods would be anything that uh, is gelatinous, like chia seeds, when, they, when they're in water, they get twice or three times the size that they are. And they literally soak up toxins and drag them out of the system because they have so much fiber. It's same with uh, aloe vera or uh, flaxseed. So adding these foods um, continuously in your diet would be, you'd be cleansing on almost a daily basis. But cleanse is such a buzzword now where you kind of remove so much food or like all food and just start um like the first thing that i think of when with cleansing is just juice cleanses so it's going to an extreme and that's why it's so well, extremes are very popular and i think that's the reason why everyone's kind of going like this is such a good detox food this is such a good cleanse because our bodies are so filled with toxins and we need something more intense to kind of remove everything okay so if something if someone they want to basically hit the reset button and begin a detox Yes. What's the easiest way to start that? So what if they started with, you know, a glass of warm water uh, and lemon first thing in the morning? Is oh, that considered detox? Absolutely. It's one of the best ways to start your morning. It starts your metabolism. It gets it ready for the day. It tells your digestive system, hey, food's coming. And it's just, it's, it literally starts flushing out toxins right away. And Another thing that would be really, really good just to like, it doesn't have to be a full on cleanse, but remove all the junk food, all the processed food as much as possible. The moment that you start eating real whole foods, you're doing a cleanse. Oh, okay. See, much different than what I, what comes to mind when I think of cleanse. Yes, absolutely. 
and you know what you're going to get immediate results when you um or immediate crazy results when you go extreme right mm -hmm. if you're more patient and if you accept cleansing as kind of the beginning of a new lifestyle it's so much more manageable i cleanse twice a year every year because everyone's body needs a break but my cleanses are so much more gentler on the body because i've been doing it for so long and because it's something that it's not five dates it's a good week or two weeks but i'm eating food the whole time so if someone wanted to start let's say tomorrow day one i want to start this cleanse what would be the first thing that the that you would recommend someone to do make sure that your vegetable intake is perfect what i recommend is having four to five cups of vegetables a day that's the first thing that I would get people to do. Does it matter raw or cooked? It actually doesn't. I mean, 50-50 is a, it's a good way to go. Um, a lot of the times people can do kind of raw vegetables during the day, so at lunchtime, and then cooked vegetables at night, so it feels a little bit more satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, but it really doesn't matter. Oh, perfect. Okay, so start with veggies. Absolutely. Get your veggies in, and then next step would be... The next thing would be just to make sure that you're getting clean proteins in. So I usually recommend people cutting out like the red meats because it's a lot harder on the body to digest and keeping in the leaner meats like chicken, uh, salmon specifically, the turkey, the leaner meats. And when we talk about detox, I just want to backtrack for a second. There are two different types or at least that I think. So correct me if I'm wrong. There's detox to lose weight. And then there's detox just to reset your body because you've been eating a whole bunch of things that you really shouldn't be eating. And now you want to kind of cleanse that and get back on track with the healthy, healthier lifestyle. Am I correct? Absolutely. So if someone's trying to drop a few LBs, would, would you recommend that they stick with, you know, like the leaner proteins, the veggies like you had mentioned as for a detox? Oh, absolutely. You know, I run, um, I run cleanses and shreds and all of that um, at my own practice. And the main things that I focus on are vegetables, proteins, healthy fats and water. Those are like the four main things that I really, really focus on when building a program. Mm -hmm. And every single person that does my cleanses, they always lose weight. There's never ever been someone that doesn't lose um but what's also really cool is that they lose inches and i think that's um even more exciting than kind of stepping on a scale and seeing the number well exactly because a scale can fluctuate depending on honestly what you've eaten the night before if you drank enough water there's a lot of water retention there are a lot of other factors when it comes to the scale but inches are inches you get that that gratification from oh hey my jeans aren't as tight and when you start cleansing too you're a lot of people suffer from like gas and bloating when all of that stops and you start feeling fantastic it, it, that's when it becomes addicting almost so would you say cleansing detoxing is very different from food elimination uh it, it's almost the way that i do it it's kind of similar it's not just about food elimination though it's more of a about eliminating certain foods but then really adding in uh other foods mm -hmm. and i feel like when we talk about nutrition, we have to stop thinking about removing so much, but more about adding the good stuff. And, uh, but specifically with cleanses, it's, it is removing a lot more than just doing a regular uh, healthy diet because you do want to put your body into this like, like detox mode. And there's only a select number. There's only a select number of foods that will really uh, do that with in your body. Which brings me to the stomach. The stomach in recent studies has been described as our second brain. Yes. 
But what is it about the gut or gut health that is so complicated? It's the microbiome, actually. And they've just started doing research on this. Everyone um, is born with a certain microbiome. And it's manipulated by the foods that we eat, the, amount of, the products that we use, the amount of stress that we're put under. And the health of our microbiome can change the way that our bodies develop. And it can change how easy or hard it is to lose body fat. It's actually, and that's why it's called, our gut is called the second brain because it almost has a mind of its own if we feed our bodies a certain way. So what about uh, probiotics? They are so, so helpful. That's actually one, I'm not a huge supplement person, but that's the one supplement that I recommend for all of my clients when they're doing a, a cleanse because it gives the body so much support. Yes, it's great to remove the unhealthy foods and include a ton of really nourishing foods, but the whole time, if you're detoxing, your digestive system needs support against all the bad bacteria that could that is going to want to get out of your system. So what probiotics are is all it is is just a ton of good bacteria. And if you're looking for like a good brand, um, the one that I always use is a Genestra. It's called HMF by Genestra, and you want to get at least 20 billion or more. Uh, per pill or else it's not going to do too much good so I mean I take one every day yeah I, actually every evening that's the, that's absolutely when I uh, recommend clients to take it because it re-inoculates your system and then in the morning it's like you're a fresh new person it really does you really do feel that way and I, I honestly I just I noticed I used to be a lot more sensitive to lactose it, it didn't matter what I had I would just have like this in this crazy reaction to it and you know all that gut issue and um ever since i've been i've been doing the probiotics and i've been doing it for a while so it wasn't something that just happened overnight but i can actually tolerate milk a little better well you know it it can really help to like to heal your digestive system as well mm -hmm. i really believe that and it's because you're giving your body this or your digestive system the support it needs um every single day oh that's great because i love them I was hoping you would say good things about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, love probiotics is one of the it's one of the main supplements that I do recommend. Just because we don't really get it through our diet a lot. Well, what do you find that you know? What fundamental of nutrition do you find that uh, most people are missing out on? Well, probiotics for one, because we like the way that we used to eat and preserve our food. Uh, it would naturally contain probiotics, but because we use preservatives now. Um, we're really not getting that. So that's a big one. Vitamin C is another vitamin that we are so, so low in. Vitamin C and magnesium because they're both, uh, it's a vitamin and a mineral that is water soluble. So it's literally washed out of our systems on a daily basis. And uh, vitamin C, we all know, is really good for our immune system. And magnesium is uh, a mineral that's part of over 300 different metabolic processes in the body. So and it's really, really important from anywhere for like literally how your muscles work to how you sleep at night. So the, those probiotics, vitamin C and magnesium are the three uh, supplements that I would recommend people to take initially in order to get their um, uh, levels up to a a proper state and then after that you don't need to take a pill every single day but if you are going to take supplements you must take it every single day or it's not going to be worth it you're just wasting your money the other great thing about magnesium it helps with migraines absolutely oh it has so much there's so much benefit to having proper levels of magnesium i read another article do a lot of reading um that 
80% of people have a magnesium deficiency and they don't even realize it. Oh, I think it's more than 80%. Absolutely. And the reason is because so much, like it's always being washed out of our system. So many medications naturally just leach out magnesium from our body. And um, absolutely. Like I honestly, I think it's over 80% of us don't even know it. So we're going to leave that for now. And I'm, I'm really curious to see if, to, to know this one. So I've always heard about cheat days or cheat meals. Do you do a cheat day, like a complete day, or is it just the one meal that you choose to have a cheat meal throughout your week? You know, sometimes cheat days do happen. Like if I, if it's a spontaneous trip to a cottage and from like, I was invited by my friends and they say, you don't need to bring anything. Then you know what the entire day? Yes. It's like, I'm eating whatever is there, but I find on those days that I really feel my energy down the next day. And I'm not, I'm not feeling too great. Um, but I do, I do incorporate cheat meals in my uh, daily life. It's, it's sometimes it's for convenience. Sometimes it's just because I don't want to cook and I want to eat out, but absolutely. And it's, it's part of my lifestyle. And I, I do it once a week on, but, and that for me, that's my moderation is one time a week. That's when the, you know, if I can be really good the rest of the week, I see the results I want to see from my body and my health. So what would your cheat treat be? Uh, honestly, going out to a restaurant and getting, like, I love, for some reason, curry. Curry mm-hmm. is, like, one of my favorite things. But a cheat treat specifically is ice cream, 100%. Always ice cream. Oh, I love ice cream. I get that. I've mm-hmm. tried, actually, Halo ice cream. Uh, I tried it, a, like, a couple years ago when you could only get mm-hmm. it in the States. And it's just blown up ever since it's been here it's blown up because everyone thinks that it's 26 cal- uh, 26 grams of protein uh per <laughs> serving it's naughty you gotta eat the entire container um but i i do enjoy it i mean do i there is this there is a difference yeah and you know i think that sort of stuff is great but you know if you're eating a really clean diet or if you're in a place that you feel really confident in mm-hmm. your diet I'm sorry. I love real ice cream. I don't think I could ever really give it up. Um, so Halo Top is beautiful, fantastic. I love it. But at the end of the day, I kind of just want a big old scoop of chocolate peanut butter ice cream at the end of like a long Okay, week. right now you get me because I figure if I'm going to do it, <laughs> do it right. Go get that ice cream that I want, <laughs> that creamy, full fat <laughs> ice cream. Absolutely. And just under, like, I, and I understand that it's a treat. And I think for me, the definition of treat is something that really has no nutritional value to it. How often do you want to eat things that have no nutritional value to it? Right. I think that's a better way of looking at kind of a lifestyle or like moderation in general. Okay. Last one, word association. I'll give you a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Perfect. Desserts. Cake. Sweets. Chocolate. Cake. Chocolate. Whipped cream. Oh, parfait. Coconut. Ooh, shredded. Fruit. Apple. Honey. Honeydew melon. Sugar. Lollipop. Syrup. Ooh, maple. Cinnamon. Spice. Spices. Spices. <laughs> <laughs> Warm. (laughs) Food. Chicken. And yogurt. Berry. So tell us a little bit about your business, My Organic Heart, and how can people find you, reach out to you, and and learn more about it? 
So my business is all about, uh, right now it's one-on-one -on -one or group nutritional coaching because there's so much information out there. I know people understand nutrition, but really what is the best diet or lifestyle for you? And I love coaching people through all of the craziness out there that's on the internet. And the best way to reach me is through Instagram. It's my uh, handle is myorganicheart, but I also have a website, uh, myorganicheart.org. And uh, where I have my blog, I have a lot of information on there and uh, you can see kind of what I offer. And I do a lot of online stuff too. That's kind of my newest go around because I really want to reach out to as many people as possible. And again, it's just, it's really that one-on-one -on -one or group nutrition coaching to, for like whatever you need. If you have digestive issues, if you're just looking for meal planning, if you need help in the kitchen, that sort of thing. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, playing these crazy games with me. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for reaching out and having me. This was so much fun. We've reached the end of another show. Be sure to visit the website at kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. I'd like to thank producer and editor Matt Agnew. And our music today came from taketones.com. I'm Mary Mamalidi. See you at the next episode.